Get ready for your weekly dose of talent strategies and tactics from industry leaders to help you attract, select, and retain your top talent. You're listening to Inside Executive Search with Steve Yakish and Scott Peterson. Executive Search Podcast. My name is Steve Yakish, and this show is for business owners, board members, and executives exploring strategies and tactics to attract, select, and retain the very best. If you're not feeling 100% confident that you have a plan to recruit the very best, keep listening. This podcast will help you get there. That being said, welcoming welcoming in Mr. Scott Peterson. How are you? I am. Uh, I'm well. It's uh, good to be here. If we were on a video podcast today, everyone would see we are, we have new furniture in our podcast studio. It's very cozy. But since we're on audio, we're just gonna have to say how comfortable it is now. Yeah, trust us. It's very cozy yeah. and comfortable and relaxing. We, we love it. <laughs> All right. Well, today we um, are going to take a little bit of a pause. Um, it's got a half year review. You know, about midway through the year, a little after. And we figured we would uh, go back to the archives. You and I read a long time ago, kind of Forbes put out their top five uh, trends in talent and top five kind of factors from job seekers way back in, in January. So we thought we'd review those and then lob them over to Mr. Scott Peterson to really kind of give us the local angle because this is more of a right. national trend. Yeah, and I think it's important to, you know, at this point of the year, halfway through the year, summer, we got vacations going on. Is anything changing in the market? <laughs> um, is anything uh, should be alarming or is it is it status quo? Is it similar to what we were six, nine months ago? Absolutely. All right, well, let's start with kind of talent trends. And, you know, this podcast is really about retention, selection, and um, attraction, all three, and these trends really um, cover all three of those right. uh, main items. So, I'll start with um, kind of the attraction component. Two of them that stuck out to me um, that they uh, wrote in their article was consumer grade experience for job seekers. So, what does that <laughs> mean? Um, really, it basically gets down to what is the experience for the job seeker coming into the company. Um, some of the examples that they that they gave and that we're seeing is um, a higher, higher percentage of applicants for jobs are using their mobile device to apply for jobs. Mm-hmm. So they want that as easy as everything else they do mobile. So if it's very um, cumbersome and clunky to apply for a job, find information about the company, um, they're gonna be less likely to apply for that job. So um, again, almost, treating the the job seeker as a consumer like Amazon would and their interface on a mobile app, similar has to happen for your company. Yep, and and I think too, and we talked about this in in some of our uh, previous podcasts, one, the the experience just doesn't stop at, you know, somebody applying um, or you're advertising your particular position. It's about the experience all the way through the interview process as well, Absolutely, It's, it's... it's really about, um, we, we talked about employment brand before, we talked about um, you know, this kind of a new concept of how do I attract them in a, in a consumer-driven way. Yep. We've really talked about that in our, in our podcast, 
just in different terminology. So it's yeah. good to see that, you know, from a national perspective in, in an article written by Forbes, that they're still seeing those same things that we've talked about during our podcast. Yep, and you mentioned it um, a couple of seconds ago, and one of the other top five trends is um, companies need to have an authentic employer brand, which you mentioned. Right. So explain yeah. that a little bit. And we deeper. go back yep. go back in the archives, go check us out. There's <laughs> one on, on branding. Um, but really, people want to work for a place that's got a great culture and a brand. Um, and, and how is that portrayed in the marketplace? How is that advertised? How is that seen? Are uh, people on Glassdoor talking about their company in a very positive way so the brand is very, very um, cool and I love to go work there, love to be part of that. Um, so companies need to continue to work on that from a marketing to their future employees as well as not only their current employees. Yeah. Well, and I think, you know, obviously this podcast is around more of the executive recruitment. Um, but all those are important for whether it's a guy like you or myself um, recruiting on behalf of a client or you know a client's head of talent or HR reaching out to candidates on, on their own, um, they're going to check your uh, employment brand. They're going right. to check Glassdoor. They're going to go to your website um, before they maybe return that phone call, whether it's a direct internal employee or a guy like you or I. So yeah, it's important. I mean, uh, you know, we see it every day that um, job seekers and our clients that are looking for our services, you know, probably research us six or seven times before they pick up the phone and call us. Oh. So think about that when you're advertising yep. for a job as well. That that candidate's maybe going to do a lot of internet research before they return that phone call uh, and really, really want to engage on that opportunity. Perfect. Well, a third item that Forbes wrote about was personalized benefits. Now, we talked about comp and perks and what goes into yeah. the kind of executive, but personalized benefits isn't a term we've used. So. It, it isn't, but um, we should have yeah, exactly. uh, because I think it's really kind of that getting back to that total rewards mm -hmm. of a company. Um, and sometimes uh, not everybody uses the same benefits the same way. So it might be like, hey, Steve. You want to take a couple days off and volunteer um, for Habitat for Humanity because that really excites you. That's a benefit. That's a personalized benefit that we're going to let you do to make your employment experience with us better. So that's just one small example, some time off. Um, it could be uh, similar types of, of arrangements. Not Being able to work from home once, right. once a week. or And it's yeah. usually non-monetary uh, mm -hmm. in a lot of ways. Um, but again, not forgetting what the total rewards of the organization. So, you know, all benefits are not created equal for everybody. Some need something different parts of their lives when they have family. All of a sudden, health insurance becomes a big deal when you have children. Mm -hmm. um, is it less of a big deal early on? Maybe you're yeah. young, um, healthy, don't, don't really care as much about that. But that whole portfolio of benefits and, and some personalized ones that make some sense. Perfect. All right, so two, the other two are more what I would say on the retention side of attraction, selection, retention, um, rise of everyday performance. Please explain. <laughs> <laughs> I love that terminology. Yeah. And, and really what it is, is the, the days of doing an annual review as the only time you get feedback about how you're doing in your job are over <laughs> or should be over. Yeah. Um, you know, I know at Versique we do um, daily, if not weekly. Hey, we're we're following up. We're talking about 
how we're doing um, every single day, every single week. Mm -hmm. So again, it's that ongoing feedback to that person. Tell them when they do something well and tell them when they are doing something they need an opportunity for improvement for. You're saying I shouldn't let all the the improvement areas uh, just bundle Cas- up, cascade, cascade all the way, and then months. just drop it on it. Yeah, it's hard to later. you know. It's really hard to make improvements in your company <laughs> if you wait for a year. Um, and so, um, and I think you know, newer employees, um, millennials, if you will, they're looking for constant feedback. They're looking for that um, that pat on the back. They're looking for, um, hey, what can we do differently? What can I do better? Um, and doing it annually really doesn't really serve the purpose um, with today's kind of workforce. Yep. All right, the uh, final one that Forbes wrote about was something called employee-led learning. Please explain. Please explain. Um, Yes. So this is really changing from a top-down, hey, here's what what we provide you, Steve Yakish, in terms Mm -hmm. of development. It's the other way around. Steve would come to his boss or his leader in the organization and say, I want to take a class or a, um, a seminar on public speaking because I'm really, really uncomfortable in front of groups of people. That is something that you brought to do from a, from a development standpoint, not something that they told you you had to do. So it's really just turning it around, embracing that the employee's um, desires and wishes in terms of development, mm-hmm. and then allowing them to go do it. Absolutely. And, and I know we do it here, and I, I, I've seen it more and more from other organizations where there is a training topic, but it's led by you know the people that are you know kind of in the day to day, the staff level. It's not a corporate trainer. It's not a leader in the organization. Um, they're empowering their employees to teach others yeah. in a more formal setting. And I don't want to say that that the top down doesn't still exist. Mm-hmm. It's just in combination with combination. Yeah. Um, the the employee coming to the table with with things that they'd like to do. Yep, absolutely. All right, we're going to shift gears just a little bit. Um, In the same article, Forbes wrote about what are the top five most important things that job seekers are are wishing for. I'm just going to list them off. And um, I know we've talked about a lot of these in in podcasts um, previous, but we'll, uh, we'll hit on them here briefly. So top five, development opportunities, work atmosphere, work life balance, job security, and salary and benefits. So any of those stick out well, is? It's not surprising that you're gonna see those topics mm-hmm. mirror sort of what we've talked about in attraction, selection, and retention. You know, salary and benefits, if those aren't correct or those aren't competitive, mm-hmm. um, you're not gonna attract any, any talent to your company. So mm-hmm. those are just sort of givens. Now in the benefits, that can become, hey, that self-directed benefits, those, those types of things. Personalized um, benefits. Personalized benefits is yes. the right word. Um, you know, um, so I think all of those things, um, you know, just intuitively make sense. Mm-hmm. But sometimes I think we forget about them. Like yep. employee development. Again, it gets back to, hey, I want to I want to go to take a class on um, X or Y, and my boss has a budget to allow his team to do that kind of thing. Scott, go for it. Yeah, right. Absolutely. So that's that in de- development opportunities, also growth opportunities within the company. How do how do I make myself attract attractive to the next promotion in the company or another opportunity? Yep. Well, and I think you know going back to you know I think 
one of the first couple uh, podcasts we did, we were kind of explaining our process at Verseek, and it's really anytime we take on a, a, a search for a client, we're trying to get alignment in three things. It's right. it's the candidate needs to be aligned with the company, the core value, right? The work atmosphere, work life balance. Um, you need to you know be alignment in the job skills experience um which is more of that job security um but then a career alignment as well and right. are they going to grow within the organization so that's the development and ops and the salary and benefits just come with with, with the job right. else so right. yeah it i agree with you scott it makes a, a ton of sense um that those are still the top five yeah and, and i and i don't think you know and we talked about a little bit you know, national versus versus local here to mm-hmm. Minneapolis. You know, really, I don't think there's anything much different in the local uh, local market. Sometimes you'll see industry trends of, hey, that industry is down and not hiring right now. Mm-hmm. But from what we can see, the economy hasn't slowed down very much at all. Maybe a little bit. Maybe there's some some um, taking a breath or a pause here in the summer. Yep. Um, but but the reality is, that, um, companies are still hiring at a very very uh, robust pace. There's still not enough employees, qualified employees for every job that's out there. So uh, it's still good time to find a new opportunity. Uh, absolutely. Well, thanks, Scott. That wraps up our uh, podcast here, and we'll uh, we'll do it again next week. But if anybody wants to get a hold of Scott, feel free to uh, go out to verseek.com or find him on LinkedIn. And uh, as always, you can subscribe to our podcast on all the major podcasts. So And don't forget, well, this is number 17 now. Yes. So if you haven't listened to any of them, you've got a lot of listening to do. Yeah, absolutely. So you can go back and, and look in, at the other 16 podcasts on any of the podcast channels or on uh, verseek.com backslash executive, Exe- inside executive search podcast. All right. Taylor says inside executive search podcast underneath the research and insights tab, right? Um, I believe it's under the blog tab. <laughs> blog <Actually. laughs> tab. All right. <laughs> you can find it somewhere on verseek.com. <laughs> All right. Thanks, everybody. We'll talk to you next week. Right. Bye-bye.